This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Sorry, Nick. You, you got to do that again because I wasn't recording. You better be recording. Well, I mean, I am now. Oh, okay. Welcome, <laughs> Legionnaires of the Comfy Couch, with your host, Marcino Ferretti. That's me. And his, and his short shorts sidekick. Mickey West. That's me! <laughs> it is you! Yeah, I'm here. Nick, Hello. This is, a, this is a big episode. Did you know that? Uh, I have an update for this episode. I don't know how big you want it to be. Let's do this. Wait, wait tell me about this update. Um, I went... I, okay. You know it was the B-Day a while back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I asked for GameStop. Uh, gift cards. Got a few GameStop gift cards. You bought figuring, a Switch. I'm going to buy... No, because I want to get Battlefield uh, Battlefront okay. 2 and Need for Speed 2 because mm-hmm. I miss Burnout. Mm. And oh, a burnout. lot of the a lot of the people on Criterion is, you know, they're Burnout people. Sure. And it looked like a Fast and Furious type motif that they're going for. So when I saw the trailer at E3, I'm like, I'm in. I don't care. I'm pre-ordering this thing. <laughs> Which I did, and I pre-ordered Battlefront, which I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got these gift cards, and I already gave you my woes about Call of Duty previously. Yes. So that instantly returned. Um, so all of a sudden Need for Speed comes out. I look over some of the critics, and usually I don't really care about the critics, but guess what? You being blacked out from a $10, $15 movie, that's one thing. When you don't have a lot of money and it's a $60 game and that money could go other places, mm-hmm. guess what? I read the reviews and feel the temperature in the room and watch a couple videos on it. And, you know, I, that's how I make my guess. I can't just blindly throw away $60. That's of way course. too much money. Of course. And Need for Speed comes out this week to absolutely mediocre reviews. <laughs> I've never seen more 5 out of 10s. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, that money's going back in my pocket. You know, Battlefront's up in two weeks. You know, all right, done and done. Well, since our little conversation about how I'm sort of getting sick of multiplayer um, playing with savages, uh, I don't really need to hear homophobic or racial slurs to enjoy the game. And guess what? That's all that's out there. Yep. Um, so after our little discussion and my story about my wife with the switch, I threw out to her, I'm like, can we revisit that? Cause I think I've done a 180. I'm not poo pooing this anymore. <laughs> and she goes, Hey, if it, if all it takes is buying a system to be able to like watch like fun video games again, mm-hmm. sign me up. She goes, that can be our Christmas present, whatever. So I'm like, okay. So I am in the market for the Mario Odyssey bundle for Switch. No kidding. Yes, yes, yes. Good I'm bringing you. back. I'm bringing back the ten year old Nick. <laughs> what the heck? I don't care. I don't care if people call them baby games. So guess what? Uh, I'm. I could. I could be playing this game, and unlike some games that I love, but there are games out there that are just like, 
oh boy, I hope my wife doesn't walk in the room. <laughs> like, that's just embarrassing. So, yeah, I'm I'm fully on board. Now you need to get a, a Tesla and put it in self-driving mode so you can play your uh, your Switch on your way to work. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would like a Tesla, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my job that I'm currently at would never be able to afford that and unless I could take out payment plans till I retire in like 30 years. There you go. Okay. There you yes. go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I told so my that's wife my, I won't That's work. my update. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I think I've made a turn, and especially watching some stuff that's just like, like even Need for Speed, I'm like, I, I'm all for like wrecking fools, and like the fun thing with Need for Speed is the addition of the cops chasing you. Mm-hmm. And also you becoming the cops and going online and chasing other people. But when I watch like the story mode, I'm like, Jesus H, is this all just like, crazy over the top violence and just like eh. and you know me i'm not a prude whatsoever sure i think i'm i think i'm just burned out on all of like i just don't need that right now or as much of it yeah that's so, funny because i always preferred uh burnout overneath the speed so oh hell yeah 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 i can still go back to like uh, what was it paradise city i can still go back to mm. that and just have a glorious time mm-hmm yeah. So I even like debated with a couple friends. I'm like, yeah, but pretty much the price of the Switch, I could be buying an Xbox One X. Yeah. You know, the brand, brand new and be prepared for when I get a 4K TV. Like that would be pretty balls. You know, that's the last console, right? Uh, well, it's the strongest console. So. No, they said they're not going to make any more consoles. Oh, I highly doubt that. The, X, on. the, the One X is the last one. Okay. Well. We'll see. That's what they say. We'll Dude, it makes sense. Microsoft doesn't make hardware anymore. They're just, I would, they're just hey, doing services. If all they're doing is like, all right, you want a bigger hard drive? Here it is. Mm. Just add it to it. Like, that's smart. And I've been saying, like, more people should be doing that. Just make it, like, uh, compatible. Make them all, like, modular. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, it's like, guess what? I can still play my Switch. You mean like a on... PC? Uh, I can't do PC, but I can I can play my Switch on any TV that I have, which I'm very <laughs> excited about. So, no, that's cool. I'm excited. I wish for I, you. I wish I could do my I wish I could do the TV, but I think it. I mean the PC, but it just scares me. Oh, uh, don't, don't be scared. I don't, I don't want to be fiddling around with it. I don't want to be checking, like all the stats on the back of a game to see can it run on my on my rig do i have to upgrade stuff like for me the whole point of gaming is i hit one button and i'm playing <laughs> cuz guess what that one that xbox one game that won't fit in the switch and it won't fit in the ps4 yeah 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 it, except i will say as a as a strict console gamer the thing that sort of is frustrating, and I can see a lot of parents who aren't really plugged in, you go into any place that sells games, and like right now, you know you know my PS4 rig. Mm-hmm. You can buy, or God forbid you own like a Wii, and then there's Wii U games. Can those play? Nope. <laughs> I want to get my kid, you know, a PS4 game. That's what he likes, not even looking to see that it says VR. Hopefully he has VR. You know, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. 
Like, even that's getting very PC-ish. Because I'm sure, I guarantee you, over the Christmas, I guarantee you there's going to be a percentage of parents that will buy their kids games that they just cannot play on whatever rig they have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I don't know, man. I think parents are smarter than they used to be. There's a lot of parents that just are like, oh, my kid owns a PS4. Like, they don't invest any further than that. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. That's possible. But, hey, granted, I never, as a kid, I never had the ability to go and make an Amazon wish list and just send that to my parents. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, shoot. <laughs> I either earmarked, like, JCPenney or Sears catalog, or I would write it out, and guess what? How many kids are or parents are going to forget to write not the VR game, not, you know, not the Xbox One X game. I need the regular Xbox One game. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, boy. See, my parents were smart, dude, because um, I was always, like, a tech nerd, you know, mm-hmm. even when I was little. So I would just tell them exactly what I want. And they, would just, go, they would just go and get it. Very smart. Except it was one time. Where I'm Uh-oh. glad I'm glad it didn't work out. Oh, there was this little. Do you remember the Sega Genesis? That was the only system I had. That was that was well after Atari. That was the system for me. So I love the Genesis. Altered Beast is the like best game on the Genesis. Yeah, I, I'm an Earthworm Jim guy, but oh. I, I can see Altered Beast. Yeah, Altered Beast. Yeah, too. Earthworm Jim was great. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know if you remember this. It was a little device called the 32x the 32x which was really expensive yes Yes. and it was supposed to make your 16-bit console turn into a 32-bit console (laughs) it was upscaling (laughs) before they had the term upscale yep (laughs) so i wanted one of those oh god they were hard to find they they ordered one except there was an issue with the shipment and the one they received was busted and so oh, no. I never received it. Oh. And in hindsight, I'm kind of glad because, uh, let's be honest, the 32X sucked. And for that price, like, you could have been like, well, if, you're bought, like, if your parents are willing to spend that amount of money, you could have had, like, five games. Oh, yeah. I know. Ugh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all right because, you know, that money that they didn't use ended up being used to give me a Dreamcast a couple years later. So, oh, it was fine. It was fine. Ooh. Dreamcast That's was the best, one. dude. What was that fighting game? Power Stone. Oh my god, it was so good. With the different levels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, as soon as one of the Power Stones ended up on whatever level floor that it was on, it was a mad dash to get to it. God, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Why don't they remake that game? Hmm. I hate to say it, like, a lot of games, you always say, why don't you remake XYZ? And I'm not even talking, like, I don't need Power Stone in 3D with camera control. No. Just make it 2D. Just, like, I don't even care if it's sprite-based. Like, if you want to jazz up the graphics, fine. But, like, don't mess around with perfection. (laughs) Like, Contra shouldn't be 3D. (laughs) You're right. Like Bionic Commando, like the last Bionic Commando was good because they were smart enough to only do what was it, two point five D? Mm-hmm. 
So it's like at least they didn't like let's put the camera behind that guy. Like, ugh. yeah, that game was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got a game that I played. What's it called? Story about my uncle. Um, yes, I, you've been telling me. Yeah. Is, aren't you playing with your daughter? No, 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 no. That's the last tree. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, a story about my uncle is like Bionic Commando, but in it's like a 3D platformer. So the view is from behind you, and you've got this like magic gauntlet that has different powers, Ooh. and you can like swing from platform to platform with it. It's pretty sweet. But back That's then, fun. you couldn't have done it back then, though. You see what I mean? Like it would have looked yeah. like shit. Well, hey, just to circle back on the switch, I'm I'm just dying for a platformer. Yeah. I'm dying for like just let me go search a world. Let me go find coins. Like l- let me go find a treasure. Like that that type of exploration. That's what I'm looking for. And you. really if I don't have to fight anything, great. Yeah. Like like there was like even and I've sort of hit this point um probably about a year ago when I was playing through the last Uncharted game, and mm-hmm. I'd be telling a couple buddies of mine, I'm like, this is possibly the best Uncharted game. Right, right. Until he has to pull out his gun and start firing. And then the game just falls apart. Like, it ruins all of the storytelling, the exploration, me looking for treasures, and then these guys are real spongy, and it takes three headshots to put somebody down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sort of uh, the Paris Games Week show. I think that was really the turning point last week um, when they ended the the Sony Paris Games Week show. And I don't know if you watched any of it. Nope. Um, there, and there is a couple great trailers. One that you have to have to check out. And I'm hoping it comes to PC because I think you'd love it. Um, is called Concrete Genie. That looks freaking amazing. Just hmm. beautiful, beautiful. Like the kid is a graffiti artist, and he paint. He, he goes into a drab town, starts painting the walls, and like the pictures of like these animals and beasts and like things that look like they're out of like a Shel Silverstein book. They all of a sudden like he can interact with them. That's pretty. So sweet. he's so those characters are like you know flipping switches within the wall to like let him go to different areas it it looks really really neat but the thing that sort of turned me was they end this paris games week showing i think it was like 21 like new properties and there were plenty that like i'm i'm really interested in can't wait for next year Mm -hmm. but one game that I played all the way through and it and I mean I even got like I got emotional a couple times. I you know, I peeled a couple tears was Last of Us. Like the story totally affected me. But it also ran into the uncharted issue of like, oh, now I have to like now I have to go and kill some people. Yeah. Or stomp on their head. You know, it's like so they showed a trailer for Last of Us Two, and I don't know if you saw it. But, uh yes, uh, yes I did. But there is a a part that, and granted, hey, hey, it's effective because guess what? They want to show you how like horrible this violence is. But there was a part of like breaking someone's arm that I was just like, wow, like I don't know if I need to. Like I was so uncomfortable, and like I get you. Guess what? You elicited the right emotion. Way to go! And I'm sure tons of people are like, I can't wait to play that. 
<laughs> but I'm just like, mm, no, no, that like that just felt like a line that was like, yeah, I think I need Mario in my life or Zelda or some like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, it was really dark, wasn't it? Really, yeah, really, really it dark. Worked. Well done. I mean, beautiful oh, sure, sure. cinematic. Oh my god! Like that's what Walking Dead should be like. Like it, it stirs things in you. But I just, <laughs> I don't know if I need to go through it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But Concrete Genie, highly recommend. I'll check that out. I've Take, been I've taking been, a peek. I've been too busy trying to catch up on uh, BlizzCon news. Oh God! I heard there was tons of news There's that tons came of out. News and of course. There's a new expansion to my favorite game, so I gotta get in on that. Which is StarCraft? No. Try again. Um, World of Warcraft? Try again. Um, Diablo 2? I'm gonna hurt you. What? Uh, Hearthstone, buddy! Hearthstone! The only game that matters. I know, I know. Only game that matters. Except I will say it's cool that uh, StarCraft, they're yeah, making, going free. what is it, free, and you can play, like, five levels co-op? Mm-hmm. That's sort of fun. Yeah, that's sweet. I haven't yeah. played StarCraft in 20 years, so I don't know about that. Well, now that it's free, maybe you'll want to pop it in. Maybe I will. Yeah, I heard about Hearthstone. That thought of you, my friend. Uh, it was perfect. I took my lunch break <laughs> during the opening ceremony. It was fantastic. <laughs> Had to watch it, and then you hid away for the entire thing. And I was like, "Ah, oh, I have to wait till Monday for this new playable legendary." And Monday, Thanks. I got the update, and I played it, and it was awesome. Yeah, sucked you right back in. Yeah, well, they released uh, one of the legendary cards before the new expansion, so people can play with this new mechanic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty sweet. It's not like great, but uh, yeah, it's sweet. I'm just waiting for all the card I'm, announcements. That's not coming till end of next week, I think. I don't know if you know this, but they sort of know how to make an addictive game. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, it's true. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's great. I'm glad they didn't drop the ball. Yeah, me too. Well, we'll see when yeah. the expansion comes. Expansion's not out true. yet. And they've true, only shown, true. like, uh, I don't know, ten cards. Out of Ooh. 135, so... Oh my gosh, that's exciting. Yeah. But they're doing a new single-player mode, which is like a, a roguelike dungeon crawler. Ooh. But you're building a deck, and then every time you defeat a boss, you get cards that you add to your deck. Ooh. And so by, by the time you get to the end of it, you have a full deck. Is it also the reverse as well? If you don't defeat the boss, you lose all those cards? Yeah, you start over. Okay, so that's the roguelike part. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yep. Because I like a penalty. That's why I could never get into, like, magic. Because I I would always ask my friends, I'm like, so can you get those cards from me? Like, yeah. is there a penalty? And they're like, no, we just take them all back. Yep. It's like, what? No. Yeah, like, appa- I want to win. Apparently the bosses can pop up, like, at random stages. So it's not always the same boss for level one, level two, level three, whatever. Like, those bosses can show up at any level, and apparently some are harder in some levels than they are in other levels. Oh, that's fun. So, like, there is a way that you want to come up upon these bosses, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I don't know, we'll see have how you, it goes. 
Have you ever played, um, and it's a roguelike too, um, it's a dungeon crawler called Darkest Dungeon? Mm, I don't think so. It's really, really fun. Um, you're going through, so it's, it's a roguelike, so you pick your party, and they all have different abilities, and it's really interesting because when you get into, and they also have like, I guess you'd call them side effects. Hmm. So if you take a certain party members through too much of the dungeon right. and too many bad things happen, they will get like psychologically scarred. So there's areas that like you can send them to the psych ward. And, it, and it's set up for like, it's sort of like, you know, old timey type. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really interesting because a lot of the like, even the simple enemies. Because you have four people, and they're lined up like the first guy is going to take all the damage. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, you know, one through four. And there's certain enemies that all they do is target, like, oh, they'll target number four that's all the way in the back. And, you know, usually when you're lining up people, like, you'll put the healer all the way in the back who doesn't have too much health. And, like, it's it's it always makes you think because since it's a roguelike like some some people will become panicked some people will freeze up um others they jump they get too excited and they go from like the third position where they're protected and they get too excited and they'll jump into the first position Hmm. so it's really really interesting there's a neat like psychological part to it that's really really fun that's cool. That's much, is that an old game? Uh, it came out last year. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. I, I found it on sale during Halloween. Maybe I'll check but that what, out. Yeah, watch a, watch a play, you know, a, a play video. Yeah, yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, Dark, Darkest Dungeon. I, uh, I've been playing some Faria, which I really like. It's like Hearthstone, but mixed with chess. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's fun. Yeah, it's it's well done. Um, so I've been playing a little bit of that too. Nice. But, uh, you know me; I don't have time for a lot of games, dude. I hear you. I barely have time for comics. You know what I mean? Oh no! Don't say that. Let me tell you though. I read Moon Knight tonight. Oh, uh, M- which Moon Knight? Moon Knight issue one hundred and eighty-eight. Who's the creative team? It came out today. Oh, oh God! It is Wednesday, isn't it? It Holy is Wednesday. Cow. It's Jimmy. the uh, the the legacy renumbering of Moon Knight. Okay, all it, right. So the uh, it's written by Max Bemis, hmm. and the art is Jason Burroughs. I'm not familiar with either awesome. of them. Oh, really? No. Uh, Bemis did uh, he did some crossed. He's doing a centipede book for uh, who's doing the IDW maybe? Uh, based on the video game, the Atari yes, video game. Yes, yes, yes. Who's doing? Yeah. Who's putting that out? Whoever it is, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he did. I don't, uh, think, I don't think I bought Centipede yet. Uh, I it, bought Sword It's pretty Quest. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. Um, he did Evil Empire. I don't know if you ever read that. Mm-mm. All right. Well, anyways, he's doing Moon Knight. Cool. And then what's Jay- the take on Moon Knight? So it's they're still going with. Um, oh, that makes sense. I just looked it up. They did cross together. Jason Burroughs came from oh. crossed. Oh, okay. Now it all makes sense. Hmm. Um, anyway, so 
it's uh they're still going with like the whole mental illness thing. Okay. Is it the Bendis four different superheroes inside of his head? Uh, well, the thing is, you 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 don't see Moon Knight in this issue. Oh. Yeah, Mark Spector's not in the book at all. Well, you see Moon Knight in like two panels, but it's not really Moon Knight, and it's a dream sequence. Um, and there's like a short, like three-page epilogue after the issue that has Moon Knight in it, just to give you like a quick recap of the character's history. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing is, uh, it's a the main character is a, a, psych- a psychologist, a shrink. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was Mark Spector's shrink, and now she has this new patient, patient 86, who has a lot of similar personality as Mark did. Like, he, he was in the war overseas, and you know a lot of his people died, and he doesn't really know who he is. He's, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of similarities that she sees between Mark and this guy. Um, and so the whole, epi- the whole issue, she's trying to find a way to help this guy to get him to remember who he is and, you know, try to remember, like, what he was before he got amnesia uh, or whatever it is. Like, he doesn't really remember anything about himself. The last thing he remembers, like, he was in a war overseas and they got captured and hmm. he, like, set his captors on fire or something. Um, so he blocked out a lot of this. Yeah, he blocked out a lot of it. And the army, like, transferred him to this... Uh, mental asylum, so she's been taking care of him and this and that. Um, well, anyway, so she does, she's like, well, what worked for Mark was the whole Egyptian thing, and like it's very psychological. Like, and, and by that I mean like she, like you go through the, it's like the whole scientific process um, of a shrink trying to diagnose a patient and trying to find like different avenues to help this person with their issue. So she tries a few different things, and nothing's really working for the guy. Um, I believe he also has multiple personalities. And uh, finally, she's like, well, what worked for Mark was the whole Egyptian mythology thing. So she goes to the museum and starts, like, you know, researching uh, Egyptian gods and whatever. And so she goes back to the hospital and starts telling him about Mark. And, like, he's super intrigued about Mark and everything that he went through. And the whole Moon Knight personality and all that. And then she starts talk, trying to tell him about Egyptian mythology. So she's like, well, you know, this worked for Mark. Let's see if it'll work for you. Because he found, like, meaning in that, right? So she wants him to find meaning in this to maybe kind of um, make all his personalities and all his issues cohese into one thing. And uh, as it turns out, it kind of backfires because uh, now this guy thinks he is Amon Ra, which is uh, oh god, now I forgot the thing. Uh, what's his name? Kanshu. That's it. Okay. So Ra is Kanshu's father. Okay, so Kanshu is the moon god, and Ra is the sun god in Egypt. And so now this guy found that his purpose is just like Kanshu found Mark and turned him into Moon Knight. Uh, he believes that he is the reincarnation of Amun-Ra. Uh, and, the, and the thing is, he might be, because he like catches himself on fire and burns the hospital down. 
Oh, wow. And uh, as the police and ambulance or whatever come in, uh, she's finally, she's all like burnt to a crisp. She's the only survivor, but she's got like third degree burns all over her body. And she's kind of gotten a little bit nuts now because she's seen this guy turn into a fire god pretty much. And she's like, I believe, I believe. And you see the dude walking off. So I think it's going to be really interesting. We'll see how, we'll see. It's like last week, dude. You know, I told you we'll see about Cap. But I really dug the first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see about this one. It sounds like they're going places with it. Which yeah. is neat. Well, it's like they're taking all the stuff that they've been doing for the last few years, right? Like with Ellis and Lemire mm-hmm. and all that. But toning yeah. it down just a little bit. Sure, yeah. Because, I mean, that stuff was pretty wild. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely, like yeah. it, it was all inside his head. Well, the majority of it. Not everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I like the new take. I'm very excited, as you know. I love me some Moon Knight. You do. I love me some Moon Knight. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, I like. Uh, I like that they didn't get rid of a lot of at this point our pillars for Moon Knight. You know, mm-hmm. like the early, early Moon Knight. You know. It, anywhere right and even with the bendis relaunch they you know they could just whitewash that stuff away yep but i but i like that he's just not eccentric <laughs> i mean he he might end up being eccentric we haven't met mm-hmm. him yet you know what I'm saying? is there any is frenchy involved um frenchy's not in the book either okay but you know like so when you get to this bit at the end a uh, little epilogue, couple of pages. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see uh, Werewolf by Night, and you see Bushwhacker. Um, so we'll see. Like I don't know if they're gonna reuse some of those characters or not, but uh, it could be interesting. Yeah, I just bring back the whole stable of characters. What the heck? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, might as well. It could be good though, because it could be a little bit like when when Moon Knight was a little bit more of a of a superhero. I mean, he was mm-hmm. never a superhero, you know what I mean? But like, he wasn't batshit crazy. He was just a little crazy, <laughs> just a little, just a little. And ever since he was modernized, he was just batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to see how the rest of it goes. I uh, but I sort I sort of like the modern take of it though. Oh, I do too. Oh, dude, I loved it. That stuff. I mean, you know me and Ellis, right? So he, he can't be crazy enough for me because it's just <laughs> so different than a lot of comic book characters. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know. That's attractive. Yes, that's what she said. Oh, so I look forward to this. Look forward to it. I subscribed on Comicsology. Oh, you're putting the money down on it. Yep, yep, I subscribed. I read it and I said, hell yeah! And Ronnie was telling me about it, because I think Ronnie read it uh, last night, or maybe this morning. Um, yeah, I guess it would have been this morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would hope. Dude, I don't know, some shops get their books on Tuesdays, and they'll sell them on Tuesdays. Well, maybe maybe old Stan Lee uh, came out of the grave with the, with the DC news and decided to sell old... Uh, Aaron is books a day early. Who knows? <laughs> oh man, <Mm-mm-mm. laughs> we should uh, we should get to uh, 
to a big topic here, Nick. Okay, I'm up for big topics. I'm, I'm going to introduce it, though, slightly differently than we usually okay. introduce our topics. Uh-oh. So, you know, usually, like, we don't, we don't introduce topics, right? We just, they automatically flow from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. But I think this one, this is a serious topic. And I think, yeah. I think it deserves an introduction. Okay, feel free. Yeah, I'm all, I'm up for it. Dear Martha, I want to thank Brian Michael Bendis for all the years of hard work, creativity, and more importantly, friendship. During my time as ERC, we had a lot of fun. Rat a lot of cages and made what I hope will be viewed in retrospect by fans as some fun comics. Dear Martha, while I would undoubtedly miss having him at Marvel, I want to congratulate Bry on his upcoming gig at DC and wish him nothing but success. Sincerely yours, Joe Quesada. Oh, I like that. I, n- I didn't know you had a, a Joe Casada impression. <laughs> You're damn right, I do. I mean, we've talked about tons of Marvel Knight books, but Joe Casada's never been in, <laughs> never, never, never paid a visit. <laughs> well, you know, maybe now he will. Friend of the show, Joe Casada. Oh, I mean, if Stan Lee can make appearances, why can't Joe? I, I love me some Joe Casada. I would love to hear more from him. Well, maybe he'll return one day. Who knows? I hope so. My fingers are crossed. Who knows? Joe, we love you. Come back. (laughs) Come on down. Bring Martha. Bring Martha. I don't know who Martha is. I don't either, but I like it. He probably should have written written it to Amanda, really. Anyways, uh, dude, that's what everybody's been talking about. And I wanted to record about it, and I was like, I don't want to just record about that. And then I don't want people to get all negative about Brian Michael Bendis. You know what I'm saying? So I figured... What better way to talk about this than with my buddy Nick, who farts rainbows on every episode? Hey, you know what? It could be one of our highest rated episodes. I'm sure you get those uh, SEO propers in. Hashtag rainbow unicorn. Hashtag wet farts. Hashtag Brian Michael Bendis. Yes. Bendis is coming. Hashtag Bendis is coming. Mm-hmm. Is that the episode title? Sure. Yes. See, that's some SE, That's some SEO gold, right? Wait. I mean, it, oh wait, wait. You want SEO gold? How about I change the na- the spelling of coming? Oh no. 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 Too much. Yucky. Too that's much. Too. That's way too much. Right, I hope there's no kids listening to this. Yes, please. I mean, we were just talking about the Nintendo Switch and Mario, so why would there be kids listening? You know what I mean? Nelson, stop listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Bendis is going to DC, exclusive contract. That's weird. I I, I saw the tweet from DC because DC posted a little picture. Like, it wasn't even a, a link to anywhere. It was a, right. a a GIF that said something about congratulations, Michael Brian Michael Mendes, and joining DC. Whatever I don't know what the hell it said. I can't remember. But it was I, like a multi-year contract. Yeah, multi-year, multifaceted, uh, something, something, something. Yes, he will be touching many titles, multifaceted. Yeah. So I was like, is this a joke? And I had to like look at the Twitter handle, like again, 
because I've you know there are like fake Twitter handles that are made to appear like other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I follow the Donald Trump ones because they're hilarious. I did that same exact behavior, <laughs> never <laughs> never thinking that it would actually be true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he gets asked that constantly on social as well as interviews, and he's always very nice about it. But you could just tell, you know, he's just like. What would I be able to say with Batman that hasn't already been said? Mm-hmm. You know, he's he definitely you can tell he just downplays it. Yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, I did the same thing. I was looking all over for like, is it April first? What's going on? Nope. Yeah, it's same. And when and usually when I see news like that, it's not from the publisher, mm-hmm. right? Because usually the publishers will send it out to like uh, I don't know, Newsarama or Bleeding Cool or whatever. And then later on, the publisher will post it, right? Because they they send it to the news outlets first, and yeah. then when they send it to like their general mailing list is when they'll do a tweet or post on Facebook or whatever the hell else. Um, so it it was weird, but so I immediately I had to go and find Brian Michael Bendis on Twitter, and mm-hmm. he he was commenting on it, and then. Other people were congratulating him, and then there were some hilarious tweets uh, from other people about the situation. Hmm. You know, like getting acquired for whatever reason, this or that. Um, which is too bad because I had that idea, but then I saw somebody else tweet about it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, well, fuck, that's not going to be funny anymore." <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that like the Taylor Network bought the Nerd Legion. <laughs> and and we were all signed to an exclusive contract. But who would believe that? Nobody believed that. I would believe it. No, you wouldn't. If I'm at work and just half reading it, I might believe that. <laughs> like, finally they got rid of me. Check your contract, bro. <laughs> Check your contract. Dear alone, Jew. Yeah. He wishes... Hey, for the right for the right price, absolutely. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I that mean, this comfy couch ain't free. I mean, we did pick it up at a yard sale. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not that much. But we did reupholster it, so come on. Did we? Yeah. You might have done your side. My side looks like shit. Well, you need to turn over that cushion. Oh, dude, my wife does that all the time. Of course she does. Every week she's like flipping cushions <laughs> and turning them upside down and inside out. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you need to make sure that they they wear out all evenly, so we have to switch them. And does she flip the bed too? No, no, no. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised. Yeah, you would think that she'd at least be going like foot to head. If not completely, like, you know, 180-ing it. Nope. Not oh, yeah, even I that. Do, I do front to head, for sure. I might need to do that. I've, right. done, it, I've done it for Zoe's bed. I've never done mine. Hmm. Good, good. Hmm. You know what I like about the Nerdy Legion? Do tell. We have breaking big news, and we go off on 
flipping couch cushions and bed products for for 10 minutes after we announced the big news. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so good if I didn't even say that and we just went on, like, talking about it. <laughs> I mean, let's be serious, though, Nick. It'd be so good. Let's be serious. Mat- mattresses, mattresses are serious business. You know what I mean? You spend a lot. You, you spend a third of your life sleeping, Nick. Yes. I mean, I don't spend a third of my life reading Brian Michael Bendis books. I wish I could. Do you? Yeah, for sure. Mm. If it was up to me, I would be grabbing all of his books right as soon day one. I, I'm going to show some support. Hmm. Because when he has a fire lit under him, he's fun to read. And I'm guessing he, you have to realize, like, imagine how ingrained he is, even just with that Marvel movie money. How much was he making from that, being producer of such an, I mean, story inspired by, and then, of course, the writing credit. Mm -hmm. You think he's just pissing that stuff away? Come on now. (laughs) He ain't no dummy. Oh, he's no dummy. So I'm sure the next DC movie that rolls out, it will be story by Brian Michael Bendis. You know, my favorite uh, Bendis-related thing has been the last couple of years. Ooh, okay, hold on. Don't You know I like guessing. Don't just tell me. Ooh, ooh okay. Oh, good God. I'm gonna, I'll give you a hint. It's a single issue. Whoa. Was it when he went back to Alias? Nope. Hmm. Because I know you don't like his X-Men run. Nope. I do love which Alias, you're, though. Which, which you're wrong about. That's fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Here's the thing. You are thinking too hard about this. Because you're assuming it's something that he wrote. But it's, mm. but it's not. That's, okay. why, that's why I said Bendis-related thing. Oh, you trickster. You read Nailbiter, didn't you? Uh, the first volume. Remember when he shows up at Nailbiter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite Bendis thing in the last couple of years. <laughs> I mean, that's not a jab at the man. No. You know, obviously he's getting paid a shit ton of money to go to D.C., you know what I mean? I would love to see that contract. Because there's no way... Why, why would he give up everything that he has? I well, mean, he owns that unit. Like, he... It, that's, his, that's his fiefdom. Like, it had to call... I mean, they had to back up a Brinks truck for him to jump on. I mean, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I would think. So, I mean, from what I saw, like, he... He was pretty much maxed out. Like, he was not getting any more money at Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can imagine that. So, there's that. And I guess he was a little upset about uh, the way that they're relaunching Spider-Man or something. Because um, he was under the impression that Miles Morales was a continuous Spider-Man. But they relaunched mm. Spider-Man and it's back to Peter Parker. Um, hmm. you know, I haven't read it yet, but from what I hear, it's old Peter Parker, not Tony Stark Peter Parker. Hmm. And uh, then they... Or bringing Miles back as Miles Morales Spider-Man. 
Um, and then I saw some so, other stuff about like so two Spider Men in the same universe. Yes. Well, two's better than one. I saw some stuff about uh, he was. I one... wouldn't uh, just before you leave that point. Sure, sure, sure. Because you know I love me some Spider Man. Yes, I do. And I like Bendis. You know that. I'm I'm usually the cheerleader. I'm the lone voice while everyone in our group is slamming him. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have to disagree with Bendis. I, I could care less if there's five different Spider People running around. And see how I said Spider People because I like Spider Gwen. Oh, dude, there's so many Spider People though. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I I think I disagree with him. Like. I want Peter and I want Miles. Like I don't, I don't look at them as like Miles Morales. Oh, he's the B Spider Man. No, no I, I see like what you're 1A1, saying. One, it's like one A one B. It's not like number one, number two, number three. Like, I I know what you're they're saying. Both really good. But what, from my understanding of the situation, is he he had set it up where Miles Morales was going to be the Spider Man book. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean that's his baby, right? He created Miles Morales, and and I can also see Marvel being like, absolutely, you can make him into what? I, yeah, in, in a few years we'll make him number one. Sure, I could easily see that. Sure. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I've read so many things in the last couple of days about it. Um, apparently, he's been a big pusher of the diversity thing, and Marvel's kind of backtracking on the diversity thing. Uh-huh. So, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of been thrown out of the movie stuff, I guess. Um, sure, sure. So I guess maybe he's not happy about that. But, dude, he still gets the shit ton of money from the Netflix stuff. I would... Hey, go for the DC. If he wants to make DC more diverse, fan, good on you. Go ahead. I'll, I will happily support that. Hmm. Which I can sort of see, like even looking at like his Guardians of the Galaxy, like Kitty Pride took a, a a very like large spot on that team. Like I can see how he was pushing for female roles and di- diversity. Like sure. I can see that without like flying a flag. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of cheerleaders out there. Like pat me on the back because I want you know a, di- a diverse group. Like no, you're sort of saying that so. You know, CBR will pick it up and like run with it and make you yeah, humanitarian right. of the year. Like, sure, come on. sure, sure, sure. Well, see, I I feel almost like I don't have an opinion on this though, because I just there's nothing that Ben this is doing. Well, I'm reading Defenders and he's doing that, and I like that book. That's a good book. But outside of that, like. I have a very long gap of not reading Bendis. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when he does team books, oh god, it's awful. You know what I, I mean? Like, I, I no, I don't. I won't say awful. Oh, okay, fine. I can't remember no. what it was that I was reading, and I, it, I will. It was an I issue. Happily, I will happily admit that his current writing, and I told you, there's like two different Bendises. There's a hungry Bendis. There's passionate, a hungry passionate Bendis. And then there's somebody who you can tell is writing a book that he sort of has lost the mojo on. That's the thing, and then though. All of, especially with teen bo- teen books, all of a sudden, all the characters start sounding the same. They start yep. 
like the comedy is the same, like there is no distinct personalities. And I would say modern Bendis, and that's why I always like it's almost as soon as he was making that Hollywood money, that was almost the beginning of the end for him mm-hmm. in in Marvel. But I think DC, like at this point, like especially going back to your point about him having a kerfluffle with Marvel, you know that wasn't happening the last month. That's oh, probably no. been in the works for, for years. years. So if you're expecting any of his writing not to be completely lazy and him, him checked out, mm-hmm. like, yeah, guess what? Look at any of his new stuff. When he started X-Men, whether you liked him or not, he had a pretty genuine, interesting concept, and a lot of those characters were pretty different, or different enough. I mean, they still held, held the pillars of, like, the original X-Men. Mm-hmm. But as teenagers, he, like, gave them teenager-type problem. You could tell there was a passion there. Like, he was excited to be off Avengers, and now he's on X-Men, which all the interviews that he ever gave right around that time was like, he's thrilled to do it. He never expected he'd be able to do it. You know, how excited I am. I have ideas. And he did. And there were, there were moments in that, in those books for quite a few, uh, quite a few issues that they're, they're standout issues. There's standout scenes in it. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he got in a little bit too long, guess what? They all started to blend together and become a little snoozer. (sighs) He did what, Uncanny? That sounds all new. Oh, all new. Okay. I'll I'll look it up. I mean, I'll go back and reread it. I don't don't care. That's fine. Um, I just... Here's the thing. When... um, so, So the first Bendis thing that I read, I don't know if you remember Sam and Twitch... Did you ever read that? Yeah, the spawn off. Yeah, the spawn off shoot with the two uh, the two cops. Yeah, detectives, cops. Whatever. Yep. Yep. Which I really liked that, but I, w- I mean, I was all into that universe. Well, uh, I mean, he comes from crime noir. So well, that's exactly. Why, that's why Alias is really good. That's why I love his Daredevil run. His Daredevil runs spectacular. When he first came on to Avengers. I don't know how many titles he ended up writing, like three at the same time. But when he first came on, he had some really good concepts. Like see, breakout. I, I didn't like any of his Avenger stuff. See, I liked it. I, I was all on board. That's when I went away from it. And it might not even be early Avenger stuff. But he might, what, he might have been there like, for a year or two. If you don't like, like well, who was it? Francis Lendell Hugh. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if you don't like some, if whoever he's paired with, Stuart Emodi, you know whoever he's a he's paired with, if you don't like that artist, I can see how you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he definitely did more of a Batman, Spider Man, like all a lot of the Avengers stories. They all like overlapped with each other, so you're like forced into buying two or three titles that you might not want to buy, right? So I can see that, but as a trade person. They were they were fantastic reads, and his his Moon Knight was pretty good. I loved his Moon Knight, yeah. but that's also with Alex Maleev, and mm-hmm. those two were the ones that did Daredevil. So, mm-hmm. 
Like, you can complain all you want, and believe me, I can easily throw, like, his Guardians of the Galaxy run. Oofa. There's... (laughs) But I love the team. When I first heard the team, I'm like, oh my god, I would love to see that. Like, that's a crazy group of misfits. Mm -hmm. But there's parts where, like, Kitty Pride, like, liking, uh, who? Star-Lord. Like, those two dating, that was really, like, oh, that's cute. Like, he can write, like, interesting, like, little scenes like that that you would never think that those two would go together. Mm-hmm. And and it's sort of like those puzzle pieces go together. Right. But then there's times where it's just like, dude, you shouldn't be writing, you know, 80 issues of such and such title. Like, you should have ended it at, at 30. Hmm. Like, that would have been a sweet run. Mm-mm-mm. But I'm looking forward to DC. I'm looking forward to... I, I'm hoping he just injects in so much different point of view. I hope he... I hope he really, like... I want... I And he's good with, like... I could imagine him being good with Rebirth. Like, he's like Jeff Johns. He... he there's a history that he likes exploring. Mm-hmm. And even if he's doing Miles Morales, there's still like a large history of Spider-Man that he's exploring with that. So I can see it being good. Do I want him on Batman? Maybe not. No. But I do. Like I, I want anybody on Batman. Just like anybody. I, what I wanted to hear from you is I would love to hear like out of the DC like sales. What's like number five, number eight, number ten. And would Bendis be a good fit there? Because you know you're going to get a good bump. Mm-hmm. And I would love it if he... I mean, I I would love it if I could see, like, a Booster Gold book. Like, sometimes Bendis can be funny. And guess what? Booster Gold's funny. Who so said... That, I think Aaron said that in our, in our chat. I think he said Booster Gold. Uh, Aaron, Aaron's Aaron's a very smart man. Eh, I don't That's know about I, that, but I agree. I, I think that would be fun. And I hate to say it right now, and I don't want him to do a team book. But guess what? If he wants to bump something up and make it a hell of a lot better, take over Justice League. Hmm. Because Mama Mia, that's been bad for how long? Over a year, right? Mm, yeah. Since the since the relaunch, yep. In my opinion, it's been bad. And you know Bendis, like if you look at like his history, he picks really good artists and he stands by them. And it's just like it's just like being with Jeff Johns. Like you don't think every artist is like, yeah, I'll work with you, because you know that book is going to be in front of so many other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. So he does have the pick of the litter when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, you're right. It'd be great. Like, I would love to see, like, Omega Men. I would love to see uh, Legion of Superheroes. Like, dude, he could do... He could breathe life into a lot of... I would love to see Doom Patrol, even though the new Doom Patrol's okay. But still, like, I would like to see him take over whatever he's passionate about or whatever he thinks he can add a twist to. Go ahead. That's the thing. Maybe it is just about the passion, right? Maybe, I, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm, 
I'm not a professional comic book writer, so I, I don't I don't know what those guys go through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I'll I'll joke in our private chat, but I'll never like talk shit about somebody's work on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I might say on the podcast what I don't like about something, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, let's just say Batman for example, since that comes up all the time. That Tom King, he's an asshole. He's ruined Batman. I'm not going to say that because a lot of people really dig the book, right? And the same yeah. thing with, with Bendis. Like, I personally have not liked his team stuff. So I mm-hmm. personally don't want him to do a team book for DC. But if there is something that he really digs, then maybe that's all he needs, right? I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, m- money aside, maybe he that's won- all he needs. He wants to be a success right out of the gate. Absolutely. He, he wants to shove that in Marvel's face as well as put a stake in the ground of like, hey, guys, like you think Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns are the only two here? Like, let me show you something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hey, yeah. and we're about, like hey, if he has to flex, flex his chest a little bit go right ahead like i want like prove everybody wrong because you don't think he reads all that stuff come on mm-hmm. it's just amazing mm-hmm. so i hope i hope he proves everybody wrong i don't want him to create new characters i want him to invest in the history of dc and guess what if he's gonna take a character and all of a sudden the character becomes female or the character becomes a different race mm-hmm Fantastic! I would love that. Like, I'm not, I am not tied, and you know, I've said it how many years, like, I'm not tied to any of that stuff. Go ahead. And Spider-Verse, just like that, like, that just proves my point. Like, there's so many cool Spider-Men coming out of that. Like, damn, you could, like, yep, I'll sign me up. Spider-Gwen, as long as it's written good and it looks good, like, sign me up mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't take anything for me to change my mental idea of like who that character should be <laughs> you know he ain't gonna touch any of the pillars but dude uh like wonder woman that would be interesting like we can't find a writer to stay on wonder woman you're right so just good god but i like the fact that they're like talking like he wants to touch different properties to me, that's the exciting thing. I don't want him to be like, I want to take over Superman for six years. Oh, no, because the last, like, three years are going to be terrible. Well, and so because of that, I wonder, is he coming on to write stuff? Or is he coming on as, like, uh, I don't know, like an editor role? Like a Jeff Johns type role, like, right? Yeah, Jeff Johns. He has enough cash. He has enough cachet that he possibly, you're right. This is the first time I ever thought of that. Because I mean, You're if, absolutely right. It could just be things that inspire, like story by, and then right. breakdowns by. Right. Yeah. Because now yeah, they've yeah. they've got Jeff busy with uh, with all the movie stuff, right? Keeping that under control. Mm-hmm. They need somebody just to focus like, on the just comics. Like Jeff Loeb, like Jeff Loeb being writing exactly. But concept by Jeff Loeb, story by so and so. You know that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that could happen. See that idea? I could go for that. I like. And one thing that I've always heard with DC, unlike Marvel, and I'm hoping that maybe Bendis, with his weight in the industry, 
when they go and do these summits mm-hmm. or these out of control DC editors, maybe bend it. Like I'm sure Jeff Johns, I'm sure all of these like heavyweights at DC, they don't want to be like wrangled as much as they are on the DC side. Mm-hmm. So maybe Bendis could be like, look, we're not going to be, look, look, you know, mate, I would like to have the reins pulled back a little bit. Like Convergence should have been pretty cool. That should have been a really neat elseworldly type event. Mm-hmm. If the editors didn't rush that through and force people <laughs> to do it, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> some somewhere somebody has to be the voice of reason. Right. And if you get enough of these heavyweights in one room to actually be able to like go toe to toe, that I'm hoping. I mean, dude, you, you know, I want both. I want all comic book companies to be successful. Sure, but this could be a good shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like when we discovered Dan Didio, Jeff Johns, you know, Rucka, like this could be the next wave. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Especially now that we came up with that. Yeah, I like that idea better. I like well, like people were asking me on Twitter, like, well, what do you want to write? And I like I threw out a couple things. But like I hadn't thought Which about um, what did I say? Zatanna, uh, like a Gotham Central type book. Um, oh, Nightwing. I think that was. Yeah, it. those are all good. Yeah. Uh, but I, like I hadn't thought about it, and I still haven't thought about it. He loves pulpy, policeish type stuff. So I, Nightwing is a perfect detective, you know. Gotham Central, that is that's right up his alley. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I said Nightwing, because uh-huh. I don't think like Tom King's going anywhere, right? For I don't know another fifty issues. No, um, why would he? I don't think Tinian's going anywhere out of uh, Detective. Uh-uh. You know, they seem to like him there. So, I mean, what does that leave? They just switched uh, writers on Nightwing. Uh, uh-huh. The guy that was doing Green Lanterns, I think. Um, is doing Nightwing now, and Green Lanterns. Mm. Personally, I thought it was not very good, so it concerns me to have that guy take over Nightwing. But you know what? Mm-hmm. He might do very well with it. You know, that might be more his thing. Um, mm-hmm. But but you're right, and and Dick is a good detective, and because Bendis is good with that crime noir stuff, that could be a really interesting angle for Nightwing. I don't know if everybody would dig it, but you know what? Fuck it, not everybody thinks Batman, so there you go. Hey, if if the Bat family is what's keeping DC alive, guess what? If he wants to write Nightwing, he's going to write Nightwing. If DC's <laughs> like, hey, we're keeping the Bat family alive, you're going to write Nightwing, mm-hmm. he might shut up and just do it. Mm-hmm. But who the hell knows? He could go in a completely opposite direction. He, yeah. could, he could be like, I, I want to do a Sergeant you know, he, oh. could be, he could be all over the place. Who the hell knows? That'd be awesome. But this is just me fantasizing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope he follows whatever passion he's always wanted to do here mm-hmm. at DC. That that would be exciting. Like, if he has a cool concept for Flash, take over Flash. You know, just, like, whatever he needs to do, like, go do it. Yep. 
I like it. Oh, it's going to be good. But I do like your idea of like concept buy because that meet in my head that means he could be in for an arc of Flash concept buy. Mm-hmm. In for an arc of Nightwing concept buy. Like he could be doing so much more. Mm-hmm. And then just let the writers write. Well, and the thing is that they've shied away from doing like the big universe crossovers, right? Mm-hmm. Which which I like. I think that's worked really well for him. But Bendis is also very good at keeping track of all that stuff. So mm-hmm. if they were to do them, not even every year, but let's say like every other year they want to do a big crossover event. Like that's probably your guy. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's time to go back to that? Uh, No, not yet. Okay. Because well, I thought the Watchmen thing, I thought that was going to be it. And then I thought metal was going to be it. And that, you know, it's like DC has sort of, at least the last couple of years, it seems like they're, I won't say DC, they're marketing mm-hmm. materials when they're, when they're talking about those type of quote unquote events or crossovers. Mm-hmm. Early on, they always come out and make it sound like, okay, strap in. This is the next 52. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they always back down from that. Sure. And I don't know, and I, I mean, to your point, I wonder if they're testing the waters. Are people done being sick of these huge crossovers? Can we, can we dip our toe in there again? I don't know. I mean, I if, no if, if you look at the way sales go, it seems that that is the case, right? Mm hmm. Cause like the Marvel but crossovers right. don't do very well anymore. I would love if, if it was a John's, a John's Bendis. Huge event, sign sign me up. Those, mm-hmm. those could those two could steer a ship. So mm-hmm. that would be exciting. Where for me, like Scott Snyder is out of the canon, he is awesome. But then <laughs> towards the end, it's a limp towards the finish line. Mm-hmm. So, but he's he's been that way for me for a while. So sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But now, we'll can I ask you a question? Sure regarding this mm-hmm. with Bendis leaving mm-hmm. whether it's a huge crater that he's leaving and I'm sure all the Bendis haters are thrilled over at Marvel to have him gone <laughs> and guess what there might be a lot of unknown writers and artists that have to fill that gap right so that we could be finding diamonds in the rough in the next six months which is exciting but with that gap that crater Who's going to, with the current writers, who's going to step up and fill that? Well, Donnie Cates, of course. But I know, like, Wade's there. Sure. But Wade hasn't been doing Wade stuff. It seems like whatever book they need him on, he's sort of like a stopgap. He hasn't really been like, I can't wait to do Avengers. Here's, you know, I'm claiming it for my own and I'm making it my own. Mm Mm-hmm. So you think Donny Cates? Yes, Charles Soule. Okay. okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, who else do they have? Donny Cates. The only thing that I'm scared about with Donny Cates—not that he's a bad writer; he's an awesome writer. Mm-hmm. I'm not poo-pooing that at all. And I love his selections for coming on Marvel. I love that he's grabbing like C-list characters. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. But with Bendis gone, will it be like, Donnie, here's the list of A-list characters we need you to move over to. Hmm. 
just like they would, you know, back in the day with Superman, Batman. You know, it's like here's the a like here's the A-list books we need you to go on, but you can't really f these up. Like you're not going to be messing. You're not Alan Moore. Right. You're not going to be messing up this origin. You're not going to be doing Killing Joke. We want we want this just. just you're going to be on Detective, and you'll be on Detective for thirty issues unless sales dip and then we have to change course hmm. but you can't mess it up like who are those people that have to come in and like take over and like take over the big books I don't know man that's tough I mean they're going to have to get some new people in there right because if you hear like if you read like interviews with Joe Casey mm-hmm. that's sort of how he got like an X-Men gig is like Marvel was looking around trying to find somebody to like do a stopgap to fill because they were scrambling. Yeah. And Joe Casey stepped up and was like, look, this, these are my concepts. Let's move forward. Let's go, go, go. And they didn't really have options. And shoot, look what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't even know, man, because like all the, the quote unquote big names, they're all writing the, the Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really have big names on their regular books. Uh uh-uh. uh And and before I get hate mail, like yes, Donny Kate is a name and Charles Soule's a name. Matthew Rosenberg, uh, who was on there? Uh, Zub, uh, G Willow Wilson. I, I get that. Like they're all names, but they're not like huge names, right? That's not. That's not like a Jason Aaron or a Brian Michael Bendis. Or Jonathan Hickman, right. or you know, whatever Jeff Johns, Mark Mark Wade, Mark Wade. There you Fraction, go. There you everybody go. that has left Marvel. Exactly, yes. exactly. Like G. Willow Wilson would love to see another book. Sure. Would they leave their title to go to a bigger book? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I mean, if the money's right. But at some point, and I mean, we both have seen it the writer that you love all of a sudden when they take on one too many titles it isn't that the last title suffers mm-hmm. all of them, all of them suffer yeah right. all the titles suffer so that's what i'm worried about so that's why i i i just wanted to ask you the question who do you think could fill that crater who's going to have to step up dude like I've... will like donny cates I would love to see a new mutant book by him. Holy guacamole. Yeah. That would be fun. But Marvel might be like, no, no, no. We need you to take over an X-Men title. Mm-hmm. Like that's the bread and butter. And, and we can't have you mess it up. <laughs> no one can become possessed. No one can, you know, it's like <laughs> all of a sudden laying down all of these rules that creatively, a lot of writers are like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. They've got a lot, a lot of new writers over at Marvel, yeah. you know? Un, unproven, untested. Yep. And it, it kind of sucks can, because... They can, they can do one book or two books, but are they doing three, four? I mean, look at Lemire. Like, when he was doing one book at DC, it was great. And mm-hmm. then as soon as he took on two or three, all of them sort of leveled out. And the thing is, they should have been working on this crap for years, dude. You know? Mm-hmm. You gotta have a bench, regardless. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Gotta have a bench. 
So I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, the the names that I recognize off of what they have, I mean, yeah, some of them have been there for a little while. But a couple of the, the new guys that they're bringing in to write some of these books, I mean, they're they're like new, new to Marvel, you know, like within the past yeah, year. They, that's what I was going to say. Did they, could they see the writing on the wall with Bendis? And when they went into this year's con season, they were like, look, we have to talk. You know, we have to talk to new writers. Mm-hmm. Something has to be done. Or you go to, or you go to Jonathan Hickman and like, here's the Briggs truck. Come on, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I would love to have that answer, but I'm hoping for diamonds in the rough. I'm hoping that new writers, new artists will come on board and take Marvel somewhere new. Maybe they'll just give uh, CM Punk every book. Ooh. No? No? Dude, he's doing Master Kung Fu. I know. Why? Because that that must be a passion project. Ugh. Somebody must love wrestling. But it gives me no passion. That's true. I don't know, man. I hope I hope it goes well for him. I hope it goes well. Do you know what? They do have a lot of female writers over there. Mm-hmm. Which I don't I don't think any other company has as many as Marvel does right now. That's great. And we should cancel Mockingbird. <sighs> well, at least there's Hulk. <laughs> oh, wait. That's been relaunched as She-Hulk? <sighs> Why couldn't they leave that as Hulk? Just leave it as Hulk. Yeah, Amadeus Cho. Give him his time. No, screw that guy. What? What are you talking about, Nick? The third smartest guy in Marvel. Don't make me angry. <laughs> Don't make me angry. <laughs> I don't know. I wish him well. I am worried for uh for for Marvel a little bit, but uh, you know, this could it could be a good thing for all these new writers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cullen Bunn. I forgot he was still there. He's doing X Men Gold. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring back Daniel Way. Oh. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't. I. I just. I. I want something new at both companies. I. And if this is how it has to happen, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Mm-hmm. Well, good. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, that was the big one. Well, that I got... mean, technically that wasn't the big one. Uh-oh. But that's the only big one I want to talk about. Ooh. I mean, you heard about the whole thing about DC was going to, or not this DC, Disney was going to buy Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? You know, and let me tell you, I, I saw it and I was like, ah, and I was like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Um, and actually, I was kind of like, well, I hope they don't buy Fox because I really like what Fox is doing with the X Men now, right after Logan <laughs> and, with, and with New Mutants coming up. And we were just talking about that. And we, yeah, we were talking about that last week. And yeah, uh, Deadpool. I think Ryan Reynolds was tweeting and shit about it, making fun of it. Um, he's like, I hope they don't 
by uh by Fox for whatever reason and there was like a picture of Deadpool uh or uh it was a Daffy Duck dressed as Deadpool. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um and then I saw some idiots like tweeting about uh Fantastic Four. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. Fantastic right. Four is what is that, Sony? Yeah. Right, Sony. Yeah. Okay, so they buy Fox, whatever. That still doesn't bring the Fantastic Four back, bros. Go away. I don't know, man. People want to get bent out of shape. People. People are stupid. <laughs> well. God, I hate people. Oh, no, you don't. I don't? We love everyone. Well, is that true? We do. Yeah. Do we? Yes. <sighs> I like debate. I like, I like talking back and forth with other people. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. That's why I never get bent out of shape. Whenever, whenever there's quote unquote discussions being had, I'm always just like, well, guess like, let me rope it back into Bendis when people are like, Hey, he's a hack. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) In my head, like, and you know, I've done it like 10 times. Uh uh So you didn't like daredevil. Oh, I didn't read that. But he's a hack. It's just right. Like, okay. <laughs> did you read Alias? Oh, no. He's a hack. And it's just like, well, did you only read the last three years of his comic book writing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll agree. That is some fluffy-ass crap. But mm-hmm. it's like, jeez. Everybody <laughs> with the generalizations. ay ay ay. Well, whatever. Uh, I mean, we have Punisher coming up. We have. Oh, uh, God, yes. I mean, in two days, I'm going to see Ragnarok. We have Justice League coming up. I mean. Did you get your Justice League great... tickets? No, I didn't. I did. It's a, it's a great freaking time to be a nerd. Hell yeah. I mean, oh, I, why, why are we even debating crap like that? Like, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> So um, no, I did. I didn't get my Justice League tickets. I didn't get my Star Wars tickets. Star Wars, at this moment in my nerd life, I really could care less about the trailers. I'm not that stoked to see it. I have one friend that is still a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and last time was it last year that yep. they had one come out. Okay, God. See, well, last year, last year was a uh, Rogue One. Right, right. Yep. But still Star Wars. Um, like, <laughs> at this point, I did this last year with him. I was like, I think it was late January or February, because I know you reached out right around Christmas and was like, we should do a Star Wars chat. And I'm like, haven't even seen it, no interest in seeing it yet. <laughs> so I always hook up with him, and he's like, he'll be watching it for like the fourth time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's just both of us go in like Feb- early February after the crowd dies down. And he's like, yeah, I'm up for that. So that's sort of where I am with st- like star Wars. I'm completely lukewarm on now. Mm. I'm just excited for Punisher. Cause I'm hoping that'll bring me back into uh superhero TV shows. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go see star Wars. The last time I, when I went to see episode seven, I had free tickets, which is why I went. Ooh. Well, because nice. I donated blood and they gave me free tickets. Okay. Um, so we'll probably do that again this year. I didn't go see Rogue One in theaters because I didn't care. 
I saw mm. I saw it when it came to Netflix, and sorry, Star Wars fan, it was not that good. Uh, it was kind of terrible. Oh, it was fine. It was. It was. Fine. It was kind of bad. But yeah, it was, uh, eh, was kind of bad. So, uh, but I'm with you, dude. Okay. Punisher, I'm there. I uh, I got Justice League tickets for Thursday and Friday. Nice. So yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I do want to know because I'm not gonna see Justice League opening weekend. I'm sure that's complete. It's going to be a madhouse. Blasphemy. Yeah, you're a better man than me. Um, I do want you to hit me up and message me if there's any end credit. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have to waste my time sitting there. I'm sure. You know, uh, I'm sure some asshole will spoil it before the movie comes out. I'm sure, but you know I'm pretty tuned out to that. So. Yep. 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 No, I'm looking forward to Justice League. Did you see the last uh, Punisher trailer? I only saw one. Okay, then you saw the first one, not the most recent one. No, I think oh, it was the most recent I, one. It, it was longer. I, it had to be the most recent one. Okay. Because they had Karen Page wanna... and stuff in there. Yes, yes. Then you did see it. I'm watching that with my wife in the room. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you don't want to see that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's all Punisher does is mow fools down. Mm-hmm. Like that... That minute and 42 seconds, that's all he was doing. It was just redemption time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's the type of like show I need right there. Mm-mm-mm. Even though I said I'm over uh, violence, not when it comes to Punisher. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's really weird for a guy like you. He needs to bring the wrath of God down on fool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yum, yum, yum. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. God, I want to read Astro City right now. I just hope that you can respond back to me after the Thursday Friday double header. Mm-hmm. I just want to get a message from you and just be like, my toes were twinkling the whole entire time. <laughs> like, I just want to hear like yum yum yum. Oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I can't wait either, buddy. It's going to be so fun. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, let's wrap it up. Full show. Bye. Oh, wait, no. Aww. No, we can't Come do that. Come on, did you forget how to end it? No, no, no. It, we, we forgot. Oh, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Announcement. We have an announcement. Ooh. Oh. Uh, we're making an announcement that next episode. Bring the bell. Next episode. An announcement. Next yeah. episode, Nick and I will have an, an announcement to make. Oh, <laughs> an announcement for an announcement? Oh, Woo. What a C-tease. <laughs> Anyways, Nick is at Nick Wetmore and I'm at Geekvine. And uh, at Nerd Legion is uh, the collective network thing. NerdLegion.com is the website with uh, many, many podcasts that you can listen to. Including a new one that's coming out. They're working on Ooh. it. I heard the first episode. It was quite good. Ooh. And it was pretty funny. We'll talk about it later. Nice. That's it. We're done. See you next week.
doing God's work. 